Hare Krishna, Vanchakalpa Trubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhavanebio Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha. So we're continuing in our Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 12, Chapter 1. Uh, as we discussed last time, this chapter uh, 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 has very few purports, and it's mostly a list of kings, one after the other. And uh, once in a while there's a remark uh, about them. Uh, these are the ones following Maharaj Parikshit, and, uh, and then it goes into the future kings, before, even after our time. Uh, so there's not a lot of purports uh, or discussion, uh, uh, at least of, of that part, but uh, we're going to do it. So last time uh, we, uh, we uh, just did the first couple of texts because there it uh, talked about uh, the uh, beginning of the kings and then mentioned that, that there was a previous enumeration uh, uh, we find this, uh, Sukadeva Goswami mentions this in the ninth canto. He doesn't say the ninth canto, but uh, in, the, in the second text he says, that in our previous enumeration, the last one was Paranjana. Now we're going to take on from there. That previous enumeration was in the ninth canto. So I thought that uh, just, just to uh, discuss a few things, we would go back and do a little survey uh, from the ninth canto uh, about the sequence of kings, uh, where it takes up. So you can get, you can understand where this takes off. The whole thing, the whole tenth canto and eleventh canto happens, and then now we're going back to this. It's a kind of a sequence of, of kings, and then every so often there's stops for a story, so we stop for the very long story, <laughs> the whole tenth canto. Uh, about 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 uh, Krishna. So now we've taken up. For, so for these, I'm I'm not the ones who are just list names of kings and their succession. I'm not going to bother with the Sanskrit. I'll just read the English part of it. But we'll continue now. We're up to text number three. So I'll say Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate. Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So uh, uh, the future rulers of the Magadha dynasty, uh, and then it goes starts going on. Uh, let me just go back and just read, uh, the, starting with uh, the beginning. The Sukadev Goswami said the last king mentioned in our previous enumeration, that's the one in the ninth canto, of the future rulers of the Magadha dynasty were Puranjaya, who will take birth as the descendant of Brihadratha. Puranjanaya's minister was Shunaka. Puranjanaya's minister, Shunaka, will assassinate the king and install his own son, Pradyota on the throne. The son of Pradyota will be Palaka. His son will be Vishakayupa. Uh, and his son will be Rajaka. 
And then they mentioned that this is a kind of an unheard thing that a minister would assassinate a king and do like that. But now Kali Yuga has already begun, although we understand that the, it took a while for this to come in. It, it, actually, Kali Yuga began when Krishna was on the planet, but after he left. And then what we're going to look at today is some of the Maharaj Pariksit receiving the age of Kali. He meets up with Kali personified uh, and, 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 and deals with him. But now we'll go on here with text three. I'm just going to read the English uh, with uh, three. The son of Rajaka will be Nandi Vardhana. And thus in the uh, Pradyotana uh, dynasty, there will be five kings who will enjoy the earth for 138 years. Remember, Prayojata was the uh, uh, son of the minister who assassinated the previous king. So they, the dynasty got five kings. So this is, uh, his son is uh, Rajaka, is uh, Nandivardhana. And then fourth, Nandivardhana will have a son named uh, Shishunaga. And his son will be known as uh, Kakavarna. It's crow-colored, but anyway, that's what it says, Kakavarna. The son of Kakavarna will be Shema Dharma, and the son of Shema Dharma will be Shetrajna. And then number five. The son of Shetrajna will be Vidisara, and his son will be Ajatashatru. Ajatashatru. Ajatashatru will have a son named Darbhaka, and his son will be Ajaya. Uh, so then uh, here they put text 6 through 8 all together in the BBT. Uh, 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 so, uh, 6-8 goes, Ajaya will father a second Nandivardhana, whose son will be Mahanandi. O best of the Kurus, these sons of the Shishunaga dynasty will rule the earth for a total of 360 years during the age of Kali. My dear Parikshit, King Mahanandi will father a very powerful son in the womb of a Shudra woman. He will be known as uh, Nanda and will be the master of millions of soldiers and fabulous wealth. He will wreak havoc among the Kshatriyas, and from that time onward, virtually all kings will be irreligious Shudras. And there's a uh, purport here in the uh, uh, BBT, short purport. It says, here is a description of how authentic political authority degenerated and disintegrated throughout the world. There is a supreme Godhead, 
And there are saintly, powerful men who have taken the role of government leaders and represented that Godhead on earth. With the advent of the age of Kali, however, this transcendental system of government collapsed and the unauthorized, uncivilized men gradually took the reins of power. So this is uh, 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 by the way, Vishnu has no purports except on this one a little grammatical note, so nothing much of uh, substance. So, but here we see uh, a theme that we've heard already uh, in, in the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, chapter 16, which tells how Maharaj Prikshit received the age of Kali, because its symptoms did not really develop during Maharaj Prikshit's regime, but Kali was present and he began to notice some things happening. They have already marked some different weird things are going on uh, uh, that was unheard of before. Uh, and that's the, the, uh, a, 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 that's the symptom of the age of Kali. And in the uh, Bhagavatam, uh, chapter 16, it is titled, uh, How Parikshit Received the Age of Kali. And this was one of these uh, chapters uh, the, in the, the first canto was, was translated uh, and printed uh, by Srila Prabhupada uh, when he was in India. He, when he came with them, he had the first canto. And this was one he did all by himself, unaided, no editorial staff. And he writes in the in, in introduction to this second volume, which was not uh, reprinted in the when it was in the American edition of these, he talks about how he's he's being criticized because he's a he's a sannyasi, and they see that he's going into the city. He's not staying in Vrindavan. He's going into the city. He's going to the printers, the paper sellers, the bookbinders, making all these commercial arrangements just to uh, uh, get the Bhagavatams printed and people are criticizing him and he wants to say, and he says in there, actually these works are so spiritual because I'm doing something for the glorification of, of the Lord. Uh, so those are the original uh, first canto was first printed in India and then a little later on the BBT uh, uh, edited it, ed edited in the sense that Prabhupada's English was naturally the kind of English that Indians spoke to each other. The British called it Babu English. <laughs> uh, and of course, because he was the only editor, there's typographical errors and these idiomatic things and sometimes words thrown in there that are English words like lax and crores that nobody would know 
if if you didn't know some uh, uh, Indian languages. Uh, so that was that was how it was edited by the uh, the the BBT under Prabhupada's supervision at that time, and he wanted them to make it regular English or normal uh, English. So he was he wanted them to do that, and. Uh, Although sometimes when Prabhupada was giving a class with one of those books, he would look at something and say, wait a minute, how did you do this? <laughs> he would find something uh, there. So, uh, so, so, uh, 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 so th this, th this, uh, and, and when, I, when I read the first canto, I read, I moved into a temple and then the Bhagavatam was coming out. The second was the part that was being uh, printed in America, uh, where Prabhupada had dictated. Uh, that was the second canto, and and that was coming out uh, in paperback, one chapter at a time. And I could get those while I was outside the temple, but it wasn't until I moved into the temple that I could get to read the first. A canto, because only those books were in the temple. They didn't have any more to sell uh, by the time I was uh, involved with the movement. And this was in Philadelphia. It wasn't in, in New York. So I read this, uh, this, uh, this uh, first canto uh, at that time. And th these are very, very powerful chapters. And i tell you something. The normalized English uh, in, in, in this, this first canto loses something also because the rhythm and the, the voice of Srila Prabhupada, you say the voice kind of suffers a little bit from being normalized. And, and uh, it, it, I found it much more powerful uh, in, in his, his, his original version. I think the BBT has now also published a, a facsimile copy. So if you get a chance to get that and, and read it, it's it's really worthwhile just to just to get the feel of Prabhupada's uh, original uh, writings. So in that first canto, then, is uh, this how Maharaj Prikshit uh, received the age of Kali, uh, because Maharaj Prikshit uh, it says in the beginning of Canto 1, Chapter 16, began to rule the world as a great devotee of the Lord under the instructions of the uh, uh, Mahabhagavatas. Uh, they were his guide, guides. Remember, the system was, uh, the, the, the rulership was a team of the Brahmanas and the Kshatriyas together. The Brahmanas who would be Minister. That word minister, you know, for originally the prime minister was the advisor uh, to, the, to the king or queen of England. And the minister meant it was actually, a Brahmin, even in Europe, it was a Brahminical position. That system was still there in Europe early on, where, where, where the, the intellectuals who guided the state were, uh, were clergy. Uh, and d didn't fight. Kshatriya meant you had the, you had a license to kill, like James Bond, 007. You know, you bore arms. You led soldiers on the battlefield. That's what a kshatriya was. Prabhupada remarked somewhere about the modern day kshatriyas, 
who send men off to die in battle while they sit in the White House smoking cigarettes, you know. Uh, they're not usually Kshatriyas anymore. Uh, uh, but that's who's supposed to be uh, the... And the word Kshatriya means one who protects. Uh, they are to protect. Uh, they and their each each varna has its means of livelihood. A brahmana is not supposed to receive a paycheck, a salary. A brahmana lives on donations, only. As soon as you get a paycheck, according to the standards of of, of Krishna consciousness on Bhagavatam Vedic culture, you're a shudra. So, so the, the, uh, the, 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 the brahmanas who lived on donations, uh, the kshatriyas who could collect tax, fines, and, and so on, uh, they had their means of livelihood. They didn't get a paycheck from anybody. Uh, they were supported. Why were they supported? Because they protected. I once read an article about why organized crime develops. And the reason that the article said is not everyone wants to be a cowboy. You see, if, if, you're, if you're a criminal, uh, say you, you, you hijack some goods, you hijack a truck and you have a, uh, now a truck full of television sets, you are vulnerable to another criminal taking them away from you. So you have to, you know, because you can't go to the police that somebody's stolen your stolen goods. If you're dealing with, say, if marijuana is illegal, you're dealing in drugs, somebody steals your drugs, you can't go to the police. The police protect us from criminals. Uh, 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 that's because they're the kshatriyas, they're armed. They, they protect the civ internally from criminals and thieves and, uh, and so on, and externally from the outside enemies. So therefore, organized crime means you pay some crime boss, boss so that his men protect you. And they know that you belong to so and such a criminal gang, a criminal group, uh, people leave you alone because, you know, the, the guy will come after you. And, of course, you have to give, you know, a portion of your money from the TV sets to that person. That's a kshatriya. See, when organized crime becomes successful, it's government. <laughs> and that's happened in our country, too. You know, the, 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 the mafia, they end up being, you know, the whole, whole thing. And they end up protecting people, you know, and so on. So, so this is this is how kshatriyas, uh, 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 their 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 means of livelihood, is uh, taxation and so on like that. Uh, the vaishyas, they're self-employed people. They own land. They have trade and businesses. And they they are uh, they're taxed by the by the uh, by the government and they're but they're protected. There's there's an exchange there. So those are the vaishyas. They're they're independent, uh, financially independent or self-sufficient. Uh, 
trade, well, mostly krishigo raksha, uh, cow protection uh, and, and, and agriculture, but then you have some surplus you trade and, and, uh, and so on like that and become dealers and like that. That's the vice. And then the shudras are the uh, uh, general assistants. Uh, uh, Shudra is someone, I'm, I'm saying this now because you have to understand Kali Yuga, how this is collapsing. Uh, Shudras are people who do not have the capacity uh, uh, for, uh, for, for being independent. Uh, if you give a Vaishya some money, uh, they'll come back with more money. If you give a Shudra money, It'll be all spent and they want more. They don't have that capacity for uh, uh, self-management. And so they are, Prabhupada calls them general assistants. There are shudras who assist all the other castes. Uh, uh, but they are taken care of. They are to be seen that all their needs are, 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 are supplied with. They are not to be abused. Uh, or, or exploited unnecessarily. You're receiving service from them. You have to take care of them. But you notice, for example, when, for example, when Lord Chaitanya meets Ramananda Roy, who's the governor basically of a whole province under Maharaj Prataparudra, he says, "I'm a Shudra. I'm, you can't even touch me," because he's a he 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 he's. A, a, a civil servant, a bureaucrat. Although they were doing so many things for uh, the, the rulers, they themselves were, this is the Kayasta class. Uh, they were the kind of, kind of Shudras who were uh, uh, assisting governments. And uh, Prabhupada mentions in some places they were, and sometimes they were regarded as as kshatriyas because they competent and went on like that, and uh, 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 and so just or some places they were regarded as shudras, depending on whatever the circumstances were. Uh, uh, so that's that's so there are shudras who serve brahmanas, kshatriyas. Shudras that serve Vaishyas, and I suppose Shudras who take care of other Shudras too, for all I know. I, I don't know that much about it, but this is what, uh, what uh, the, the, the system is. Uh, one last thing I should say about this caste system, uh, since it's controversial. Uh, Prabhupada regards uh, uh, the, the uh, authentic Vedic uh, caste system as based on guna and karma, which Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, how are you supposed to know what a person is? It's guna and karma, uh, their qualities and their capacity for different kinds of work, uh, what they, their aptitudes for work. This is guna and karma. Uh, it doesn't say janma. Not, it's not by heredity. So when, when we speak in ISKCON, Daiva Varnashram Dharma, that Prabhupada wanted to reinstitute, Daiva means that which is spoken of by or established by God, Deva, the Lord's Varnashram Dharma. 
It's not some special Varnashram Dharma for, for Vaishnavas, as some devotees think. It's that Varnashram Dharma which is not based on heredity. It's based on uh, 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 guna and, and karma. Uh, and, and so when it becomes strictly hereditary, then you get uh, unqualified brahmanas, unqualified kshatriyas, and qualified people who are shudras or, or vaishas uh, who, who, who can't, uh, born in those families, have the aptitudes and the abilities, but are never able to exercise them. That's the other side of it. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, so this is... Um, the, the real, what Prabhupada is, daiva, by, by Daiva Varnashram Dharma, that's what it means. Uh, and that's what he wants to, to establish. And, 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 and Prabhupada gave a lecture in, in, in India about how this ignorance of uh, following the proper Varnashram system led to the partitioning of India. He gave this lecture in Vrindavan. Because what happened is it became completely, completely uh, based on heredity. The brahmanas became unqualified. Uh, the kshatriyas became unqualified. They began to mistreat the shudras. And the shudras felt completely alienated from their own culture. And then when the Muslims came, they said, hey, why should you be a Hindu? Look how they're treating you. And so all the shudras became Muslims. And then you had two religions in India. You know, you had the Muslims and the Hindus against each other. And then the British came and divided the country. He gives, gives this lecture in Vrindavan why this partitioning of India took place and, and this split up. So our system, this Varnashram Dharma, is... Uh, and the reason I want to talk about it a little bit, because Kali Yuga begins you're going to see that, well, as Prabhupada described it uh, when he was in America talking to reporters at the airport, they asked him, why have you come to America? He said, I've come to give you a brain. Your society is headless. And then he describes head, arms, belly, and legs, just like the human body. And then he, he mentions, he says, actually in your society, everyone is a shudra and there are a few Vaishyas. Which means that we, although we have academic people and intellectuals, we haven't seen real Brahmanas, neither have we seen real Kshatriyas. Uh, this is, I mean, once in a while they pop up, but they're an anomaly. And they have a hard time in the Pentagon or in the universities if they're real Brahmanas and if they're real kshatriyas. Because who, how do universities work? Well, they work on endowments. Who gives them the endowments? Big people, Vaishyas, who make money. Uh, Calvin Coolidge, one of our former presidents, said the business of America is business. Uh, in our country, there are a few Vaishyas and everyone else is a Shudra. And if you get a paycheck, it means you're a shudra. So, anyway, so here we go. Kali Yuga is beginning. 
now, and we are seeing these kings in, in Kali Yuga, uh, and uh, we are going to see the, the symptoms of Kali Yuga. So now these, and this is called, this chapter, just so long as you know, this is not entirely a digression because I, just to read this stuff, you know, is a little hard. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit. The, the chapter, uh, Canto 12, chapter 1, is called The Dynasties of Kali Yuga. And you're going to wonder why they're all falling apart. Uh, this says, it talks about the beginning of the uh, uh, time of Maharaj uh, uh, Parikshit. Uh, and Prabhupada says in the purport uh, to uh, chapter 7, text 1, Maharaj Parikshit was a great devotee of the First Order, and thus he used to consult great sages and learned brahmanas who could advise him by the shastras how to execute the state administration. Such great kings were more responsible than modern elected executive heads because they obliged the great authorities by following their instructions left in the Vedic literature. I mean, as Prabhupada is concerned, the Vedic literature is not just philosophical texts. They are for the guidance of society, and especially Bhagavatam is being left. After, because the question has been asked in the Bhagavatam, Krishna is gone, how are people going to get light in this age of Kali? And they say, as Krishna ha, ha, has, ha, ha, uh, the moon of Krishna has set, but the sun of Bhagavatam has arisen. And therefore, people in this age shall get light from them. So we have the guidance book for, especially for Kali Yuga, this uh, Bhagavatam. Uh, so it said, such great kings were more responsible than modern elected executive heads because they obliged the great authorities by following their instructions left in the Vedic literatures. There was no need for impractical fools to enact daily a new legislative bill and conveniently alter it again and again to serve some purpose. The rules and regulations were already set forth by great sages like Manu, Yajnavalkya, Parashara, and other liberated sages and the enactments were all suitable for all ages and all places. Uh, kings like Maharaj Parikshit had their council of advisors. This is the ominous. Uh, all the members of that council were either great sages or brahmanas of the first order. They did not accept any salary. nor had they necessity for such salaries. The state, and this was in uh, italics here, in the original it's in boldface, the state would get the best advice without expenditure. <laughs> they were themselves samadarshis, equal to everyone, both man and animal. They would not advise the king to give protection to man and instruct him to kill the poor animals, and so on. So this is, uh, because later in this chapter, Prabhupada announces 
that they, the king was supposed to protect all the citizens. The word for citizen, uh, he translates the citizen as praja, which means all the living beings born in that kingdom. When I read this the first time, you know, this is like the early 70s, I'm thinking, my God, this means animals have civil rights. You know, if you put it in modern terminology. And I thought, wow, that's really amazing, you know. Uh, uh, things have changed. You know, that's not a weird idea to people, to many people anymore. That idea is beginning to become more and more uh, 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 current, you might say. It started out as a weird hippie idea or something like that. And then, but now it's, it's you know, the not just the animals, the trees, the plants, everything has rights that should be, uh, uh, should be, and th this is here in this Bhagavatam. You, you read it here first, I have to say, you know. Anyway, so it goes on. Uh, uh, and it says that, describes Maharaj uh, Parikshit, his marriage, his sons, his spiritual master, Kripacharya, uh, his performance of horse sacrifices, which are no longer done anymore. Uh, uh, and, the, and it says, at these sacrifices, even the common man could see the demigods, the devas. Normally, you can't see the devas because they have bodies made of manas, so made of mind. Remember, we have a gross body made of earth, water, fire, air, and ether, space. Empty space is the subtlest element, and that's mostly what, what uh, physics deals with, science deals with, is the gross elements, empty space which is not nothing. Uh, Sadaputta Prabhu once told me that it takes pages and pages of quantum mechanics to describe empty space. And then, but then there is uh, manas, buddhi, ahankara. These are subtler material elements. Mind, uh, buddhi, uh, uh, Prabhupada translates as intelligence, and ahankara, a false ego, he translates it as. These are the subtle so the subtle elements, the devas have subtle elements. You normally can't see them, but they can make themselves visible to people if they want to. And then when there are things going on that are highly potent spiritually, they will appear uh, in sacrifices. So they saw this. Then it narrate, the narration begins. When Maharaj Pariksit was on his way uh, to conquer the world, this Digvijaya. You're supposed to, it's like a, a tour to make sure everything in your realm is in order. Uh, 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 he saw the master of Kali Yuga. Uh, this is uh, uh, Kali himself, personified, who was lower than the uh, Shudra. Uh, 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 Disguised as a king, uh, in royal dress, Mripa uh, 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 Linga, uh, protector of the people is a name for a king, Ripa. Ri is mankind and Pa is protector, the protector of the people. Nripa uh, Linga, 
dharam, bearing the dress of a king. Remember, in olden days, people could tell exactly where you were by what you wore. Now, this was even in Europe the same way. Uh, uh, there were laws in England I saw in the Middle Ages where uh, whether you could wear furs or not, or what, you know, depending upon your station in life. Uh, so you could tell instantly, you know, a person, like the military today, you can tell exactly what a person's job is and even their record of, of achievements wore all over their uniform. Or it used to be ever the whole society was all like that. So he was Ripalingam in the dress of a king. And he was hurting, beating on the legs of a cow and a bull. And so this is a kind of prophetic vision because this is personified Kali. And Prabhupada says here, uh, the, the king, which means the state, cannot tolerate insult to the most important animal, the cow, nor can he tolerate disrespect for the most important man, the Brahmana. Human civilization means to advance the cause of Brahminical culture and to maintain, its cow, maintain it, cow protection is essential. So these two things together. There is a miracle in milk, for it contains all necessity vitamins to sustain human physiology, physiological conditions for higher achievements. Brahminical culture can advance only when man is educated to develop the quality of goodness. And for this, there is the prime necessity of food prepared with milk, fruits, and grains. Uh, so this is the, the characteristic. Milk is different depending upon how the cow is treated. And it has, again, the word subtle is used here by Prabhupada. It means difficult to detect. But I think I've even reading that people can now, when they analyze milk produced by cows and being fed different thing or whether they're happy or not. Oh, I know. I read it. Mother's milk uh, differs much depending upon the relationship of the, the mother with the child. Uh, and it will, cow is our mother, the same thing will be there too. If the cows are loved, protected, treated like your parents, the, 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 for, the, for the Vaishas, the bull is the father because they plow, the, the cow is the mother because he gives it, you treat them that way, you'll see things change. Uh, and they are to be protected. Uh, so he says, the age of Kali, I'll finish here, means management and quarrel, and the root cause of all mismanagement and quarrel is that worthless men with the modes of lower class men who have no higher ambition in life come to the helm of the state management. Such men at the post of a king are sure to first hurt the cow and the Brahminical culture thus pushing all society toward hell. <laughs> so that's what's being sort of prophetically shown here. And so now I'm going to, next week we'll continue with a little bit of this and get back to our enumeration of the uh, dynasties in Kali Yuga. So we'll, we'll stop here and see if there are any uh, 
questions and comments. And because later on in the, uh, uh, there is a, uh, uh, a kind of a, uh, allegorical uh, dialogue between Dharma, who's appeared on earth in the form of a bull, Dharma, religious principles, and Bhumi, the earth, uh, together, and their lamentation, and then talking about the four legs of Dharma that are being assaulted by karma, Dharma stands on four legs, like a, like a cow or a bull. Uh, tapa, socham, daya, and satyam, austerity, cleanliness, mercifulness, and truthfulness. And in Kali Yuga, all of these are disappearing. The last leg of Dharma is satyam. Prabhupada writes in Bhagavatam, which is being destroyed by lying propaganda. And if you're paying attention to what's going on in the United States recently, you'll find out nobody knows what's true news and what's false news anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to bring us a courant. Not only is the Bhagavatam ahead of its time, so is Srila Prabhupada when he writes his commentary in, the, in, the, in the, being written in the 50s, 1950s. Okay, any questions or comments? If you're on the phone and you have a question, you can push star six and that will unmute yourself. If you are on Mayapur TV, you can type in a question in the right-hand side. There's a chat box there. Or you can go to rsdasa.com. That's Ravinder Sapru's website. And there's a chat box in the lower right-hand corner of the website. And you can type in a question there. Um, We'll start off with uh, Vijay Krishna Prabhu has a question. He said, uh, elections in Portugal are soon to come. Is it that voting is considered a devotional activity? Um, you can vote for the, uh, I don't know if you consider it a devotional activity. Uh, but I, I, I at least think that as far as possible, uh, devotees should be seen exercising the duties of good citizenship. Uh, and uh, so it, it helps, uh, especially just, just on a practical matter. Like, for example, I, for a long time I was a temple president and then I lived after I was a GBC member my headquarters was our temple in Philadelphia, which was in this neighborhood called Mount Airy. Uh, and Mount Airy section of Philadelphia, by the way, was known for its diversity. Uh, it was the place where, it was a kind of a suburban part of Philadelphia uh, and an all-white part. And it was the place in the 50s Mount Airy was on the cover of Time magazine because what happened, black people began to move in there and it ended up being successfully integrated because uh, uh, when, when black people began to move in, real estate agents uh, looking for profit uh, went to, you know, the price of your house is going to go down as a black person in the neighborhood, you better sell now before it goes any lower. That way they get commissions, and so they were trying to get everybody to sell so they could make money. 
and this is a kind of appropriate example. Then what happened is in Mount Airy, the ministers, uh, the clergy there, uh, Catholic and Protestant and, uh, and also uh, Jewish, uh, some rabbis, got together and decided to fight back against this hustle. And they preached against it. They preached against the real estate agent and it stopped this panicking going. They got embarrassed and they were successfully integrated. And it was even in the 50s, like a, a, a kind of held up as a shining example uh, of what happened. So this is our neighborhood, it's Mount Airy. So one reason I wanted to get a temple there is we could be part of it <laughs> and, and we would be accepted, you know, because we're weird. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, I registered to vote. Also, by the way, we had a prophetide for one point, it started a political party, the In God We Trust Party for Purified Leaders. And I was actually running for office. I mean, that's another story. But, but uh, it was very helpful because we were felt to be part of the neighborhood. Uh, we were uh, welcomed by everybody. Uh, uh, the, the polling place was j j very close to us. It was actually right down the street for us was the Lutheran Theological Seminary for the Lutheran Church, one of their two big seminaries in America. And that's where they, people went to vote in the, in the gymnasium. And we used to apply prasadam for all the, all the people who were volunteers who were there for the, the voting and things like that, you know. So that, that I, I, it helps. And we have, you know, we have something to say about politics. There's a whole thing about uh, politics here. And we had devotees when we had the political party. We had five devotees running for office. It turned out that we would have to separate it out completely from the temple and so on, to, uh, uh, or otherwise we would lose our tax exemption as a tax-exempt religious organization. So practically speaking, it was not possible. But as individuals, you can, you can do that, uh, and, uh, and it helps. And a lot of our causes are becoming more and more mainstream uh, with, with, with people. Uh, to be vegetarian, to protect the earth, to protect the environment, all these things like that uh, are still things that we could, we, could, we could put on the ballot or at least make issues. Uh, uh, our... our, our, our uh, platform running us it wasn't wasn't that everybody that that those people who are uh, uh, government should follow the four regulative principles that was our plat platform it's called the in the full name that Prabhupada gave it was in God we trust party for purified leaders Rajarshis <laughs> anyway that's that's uh, that's, so I think it's I think it's it, it's uh, it can be devotional service if you use it that way. Just as a um, kind of follow up comment about that, it seems like also in engaging. I mean, not 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 making a distraction, but engaging on some level with your local community helps to prevent you from 
being in a little bubble, <laughs> which can also be detrimental. Yeah, to yeah, you wouldn't know what's going on in the world either. Yeah. Um, I wanted to comment, like in Puerto Rico, uh, we had a situation that devotees would go to the state university to carry on to do Harinam, and students were very, very appreciative and be coming around visiting the temple and like that. Then the students had a strike. There's a lot of misuse of funds and uh, lots of um, discontent. So then some students requested, you know, that were outside the gates of the university. They stopped it. University was stopped altogether for like two months. And some students were requesting, hey, why don't you come, you know? And there was a big thing in the temple with the authorities thinking that w it was not proper. They re it would be that. Actually, they did go, and it was on the news, and uh, a clip, you know, they're showing everyone outside the gates, and, and devotees were there chanting. How, how do you feel about that? I would have really given those striking students a whole lot of prasadam. <laughs> and uh, then carry some buckets in and feed the administration too. Because <laughs> everybody should become more pure. You know. Ramananda Prabhu asks, um, he asks, why did Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accept instruction from Ramananda Roy who was a Kayashta, a Shudra assistant to a Kshatriya, but not allow Maharaj Prataparuja to come close? Uh, that's due to internal reasons, uh, uh, be because uh, 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 he, he, uh, the, 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 um, it was interesting, but because he was, I, I, first of all, actually the king and very, uh, very, very visible, whereas a, a, a person like Maharaj Prataparuja was not so visible. You know, they met in a kind of a private place and they talked in a kind of a private place, uh, and uh, uh, he was had a very confidential re relationship uh, with him. Uh, 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 then, when he um, kept on, when when he, he when he uh, uh, had further association in in Puri uh, with Lord Chaitanya Maharaj Prat, I mean, uh, Ramananda Roy, he was then retired. He was not in government service technically. And Maharaj Prataparuva gave him a nice pension. So he didn't have to work. Neither his sons had to work. And he could then be involved in temple activities with plays and the dancer girls who danced before the Jagannath deities and so on. So that was, he was a kind of a special case. Maharaj Prataparuva couldn't even afford that. He did meet with him once, one time, in a in a kind of private setting, uh, uh, but but he was careful. Uh, you have to remember also 
that that Jiva Goswami and Sanatan Goswami, I mean uh, Rupa, uh, Rupa Goswami and, and, and Sanatan Goswami, were also state ministers, you know, and they had to well, they had to get out of it, you know, because it was a, that was a Muslim government, and definitely would have a hard time. But but uh, but these people were always, you know, as uh, so anyway, he had to be careful, you know. And so that 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 it seems to me is 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 the difference. Bhakta Carl asks if this is in relationship to last week's class. Mm-hmm. Yes, if Brahma is the soul of the universe and Krishna is the super soul of the universe, which role do the different forms of Vishnu play? There's a lot of forms of Vishnu. <laughs> Uh, and they are, uh, they're also kind of, the different Vishnus, uh, Mahavishnu, Karnadakshai Vishnu, Shirodakshai Vishnu, uh, one, is the, one, one is the super soul of, of the whole universe, one is the, uh, of all the universes rather, uh, of, of all the universes, the one is the super soul uh, of, of the particular universe, and, and one is the super soul of the individuals in the heart, you know. So the, the individuals, and then of, of that particular Brahma. So it's one. There's one super soul, but how much of them is activated for a particular situation? They, you see, the super soul in my heart and the super soul in your heart is the same super soul, but one is dealing with me and one is dealing with you. <laughs> So they, they kind of have specialized functions. But then, but Prabhupada, when he mentions these three forms of super soul, he says, uh, somewhere he writes, a devotee has to be prepared to meet these three forms of super soul. He put it that way. So as, as, as realization of super soul goals, it becomes bigger and bigger, where the super soul of the individual and then the soul of super soul of the universe and the super soul of all the universes. Yeah. Ratna Bhushana Bhushana Prabhu asks, well, first he comments, he says, I look forward to reading Srila Prabhupada's original first canto. I appreciate the recommendation. A small question. Are the presiding deities of the Yuga's demigods, the personality of Kali is described as the leader of Asuras, and his family lineage is given in Srimad Bhagavatam 4, 8, 2 through 3. So would it be correct to say that he is an empowered demon and not a demigod? An empowered demon? Well, you know, uh, demons are empowered too. I mean, it's a very funny thing. The, the, The Bhagavatam tells us a story about the universe. There's Star Wars. There's a, a interplanetary battle going on between the gods and the anti-gods over mostly battleground earth. <laughs> you know, in the Bhagavatam we get some of it. I suppose the other Puranas may tell us other different details about this. But, but this is the this this battle is going on and there's friction between them 
be, be, because the, the, the demons want to come up and control everything. A, a, a name for the demon is Indrari, the enemies of Indra. So this is the fight between, between the... And remember, they're relatives. They come from the same families <laughs> sometimes. You know, they split up into this. Uh, this is the the battle that, that that's that's going this cosmic warfare between the the, the gods and the the, the anti gods, and it f goes back and forth. You know, when Krishna appears, they they want to come and like fight him off and stop him from doing his thing. They never give up hope. Uh, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, Sometimes they, they, they come up and, you know, become big on earth and then uh, Vaishnavas come and fight them off again. I mean, this is quite an interesting story that, that, that uh, we have there. Uh, where Kali himself uh, fits in exactly to the whole genealogy and lineage of the, of the demons, I'm not I have to look it up or see if we know anything more. I can't tell you any details, but that's the whole story. They have their own place, uh, Bila Svarga. Uh, there's Svarga, where the, the word Svarga generally means open space. And Bila Svarga, which Prabhupada translates as subterranean heavenly planets. Those places where the demons live, their own place, uh, is not ex they're not the hells. The hells are further down under Yamaraj where, where, uh, where people are punished. But Bilasvarga, they're places of sense gratification. And if you read about them, most people want to go there. <laughs> Uh, women are loose. There's lots of dope. Uh, I mean, there's basically drug, sex, and rock and roll, uh, you know, go, going on uh, in, in these Billas Fargas. You can read about them in the Bhagavatam. Uh, and that's where they are. And they come out sometimes. They have spaceships and they, they, they have interplanetary wars going on. If that, that idea of uh, Star Wars or interplanetary battle between the cosmic battle between the forces of good and evil outside, that's deeply implanted in, in our collective memory, our collective unconscious, and we like to tell stories about this uh, between the, the battles between the gods and the demons, and we're in Battlefield Earth where this also uh, takes place. That much I can tell you about this, as far as the particulars of Kali personified. But this is the place where the demons have more sway. You know, wherever people are uh, exploiting and following, you know, the, the, you, you come under the control of, 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 of uh, demons. Uh, and you get furthered by them. So it's a bigger than what you just see locally. Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, is it accurate to say that there is no difference between mother cow and our birth mother? Well, of course there's a difference. 
but you should treat them just with the same feelings and respect that one should have towards one's own mother. Cows, especially when you have protected cows, their milk becomes especially potent. Prabhupada says it's necessary for developing what he calls finer brain tissues uh, for understanding spiritual philosophy or understanding scripture, basically. When things are considered to be subtle, they mean they're hard to see. So mostly what medical science can do is deal with the gross things. Subtle things will not show up uh, unless they have ways to detect them. They're material, but they're, 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 they're subtle. And a human body or a living body where it has a spirit soul, there's also a subtle body and a gross body, and they're interacting with each other. And this is not very well understood. I think Ayurvedic medicine does understand it and can tell you how, how to, to deal with it. And, and I, I think that things like ghee products and things like that will have uh, healing power or, or protecting power that if they're done and gotten from the right way will, will turn out to be very beneficial. But right now, uh, medical science is only beginning to discover some of the things that are going. I mean, the human body is very, very complex. And you have to remember also, if you think of the universe as one of the bodies of Brahma, then there's also a kind of cosmic biology which is not understood very well. With the universe is also a, a, a universe as, as a living organism. And we need this, uh, you know, biocosmology uh, to properly understand it and how it works. So we haven't gone very far in our material science because it's trying to go from gross to subtle and really only can some way detect a little bit about the subtle things and how they happen and their unseen causes and they don't know it. I mean, for example, the, the mystic yoga powers, the yoga cities, are, are, are not spiritual. It's not magic. It's an advanced technology. Arthur C. Clarke, the, the, he's a scientist and also a science fiction writer, uh, says that, 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 you know, magic means any sufficiently advanced technology, he says, is indistinguishable from magic. Uh, and, and so these things are, Prabhupada said about yoga cities, no, it's not magic, you just don't know how it's done. It's not mystical, even, because the demons have them. <laughs> so, you know, we have a lot to learn. And, and that's why the science of Krishna consciousness, I mean, our main thing is not to get yoga cities and all these things. Our major thing is to understand Krishna. But these other things, will go, to some extent, will go along with them. Uh, so 
So we'll see. And the yoga cities also involve devas, which people right now don't, you know, think they work. Don't know how to deal with them. Ratna Bhushana had a quick response to uh -huh. your response. He said, thank you. Great point about how the demons and demigods come from the same family. So it's their intention or consciousness that is the primary dis distinction between them. Yes. The, the demons are people who want the position of God for themselves. And, and the, the devotees, uh, the, the archetypical demon is Ravana. Ravana wants to steal Sita and enjoy her himself. Sita's fortune, goddess of fortune. She's Lady Luck, basically, you know. The goddess of fortune means whenever, it's very uh, hard to get to stay in one place. She's noted for being fickle. She doesn't stay very long. And so the materialists all want the goddess of fortune and possess her for themselves. Uh, so that's the idea of the materialist, is to take this good fortune away from God, and therefore I, she's mine, I'm God. This is the original Oedipal complex. You know, Freud detected, or claimed to detect in his patients the idea that, uh, 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 of, a, of a son who would want to you know, kill his father and enjoy his mother. That means you want to become the father of yourself. It's a God project. We want to kill Krishna and, you know, we want to become God. And enjoy, the, this is the, the demon. He, by if, I, if I have Sita, then I'm God. And the job of the devotee is to take he Prabhupada said this in a lecture, to take, uh, uh, to steal uh, Sita away from Ravana and return her, not to be the enjoyer, but to return her to the side of Krishna. Therefore, he says, to, we go to people, kindly give your money to Krishna. <laughs> so we don't do an engagement violence, but this is, a, you know, we, we want to see everything all wealth, all prosperity, all material resources engaged in Krishna's service. That's returning. That's our project. Prabhupada called Krishna consciousness the re-spiritualization of matter. Because everything is actually spirit. But, but the spiritual quality becomes covered when we take what is spiritual and belongs to Krishna and try to become the enjoyer. Then we get, like Ravana, Maya Sita. The, you know, he didn't really get her. He got a, 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 a semaculum, you know, a, a, a forged copy. You get Maya Sita. Uh, and so these people, they think now, uh, I have everything. I have so much property. I have so much wealth. I'm so praised by so many people. That's your God project. But what happens... At the end, you surrender to Krishna at the time of death. That's your, you must pay obeisances. You don't surpass death. You, you, your God project comes to an end. It's revealed as a fantasy. Maya Sita. Um, I guess uh, in regards to the age of Kali Yuga, 
and would it be because of a lack of respect for the caste system would be the first part is that why there was a downfall to it and then also even though things are going bad isn't it still considered progress because it's the way things are supposed to go it's been predestined because when you speak of progress before and what our interpretation of progress is mm-hmm. um, isn't this dark time still progress in a sense well pr- it depends on what you mean by progress if you mean things are getting better and better no <laughs> if you mean that things are going from one stage to the next you know then you know progress means one thing after another if that's all you mean then yeah that's that's what's happened it's it, it's predestined this is uh, i mean the 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 reason we are talking about this today is because we happened brahma's day lasts for the period of a thousand yuga cycles and krishna himself descends as an avatar once in a day of brahma in only one of those yuga cycles there's always an a, a descent of uh, of the lord during one of the yuga cycles once in a day of Bra- during during every yuga cycle but this one because this is the brahma's day in which krishna appears krishna meaning not just vishnu or not but actually vrindavan krishna where you actually see his private life because normally god appears in majesty and elicits awe and reverence but when you're dealing with krishna his beauty and his sweetness his all attractiveness overpowers his majesty otherwise if majesty is there you got to stand back a little bit but but if he turns down the the majesty knob and turns up the sweetness knob this is vrindavan krishna then you can you can appreciate this aspect of god this only shows up one time during brahma's day we happen to be in that yuga cycle and krishna appeared toward the end of end of the previous yuga uh, previous age uh, dwarpa yuga and now lord chaitanya appears whenever he appears in the, the the subsequent kali yuga and there is within that kali yuga a golden age of krishna consciousness this is the prediction which is supposed to last for 10000 years now i haven't read this anywhere but various uh devotee pundits in in mayapur Uh, and i think propod said it's a, the, he did say that it's 10000 years of a golden age of krishna consciousness 5000 years up and 5000 years down so 5000 years sounds like a long time to us it's nothing really in spiritual time but anyway that's so we are we are at the beginning of that 5000 years either it began when lord chaitanya appeared some say or began after a 500 years uh, uh sandhya a transition period uh, when we had his 500th uh, anniversary in, in mayapur 
That was some people say now it begins. I don't know which, but so that's that's why uh, uh, this is happening. It's not because of just breaking the caste system uh, that 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 uh, Kali Yuga began. That's just one of the symptoms uh, of just a general deterioration of of the human uh, human being uh, and. Uh, Everything it means everything material. Food has less flavor than it used to have. Uh, all, all, you know, in previous ages, uh, human beings could could find enough to eat of fruits and nuts to sustain them, and that was fine. They didn't even have to live in cities or anything like that. You know, like. The, the, the archaeological remnants of a previous age wouldn't even be around because they were all perfect ecologically. You wouldn't leave any trash behind for anybody to look at, you know. Uh, you didn't have books in, in writing because everybody had memories, you know, in previous ages. So these things you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't see. So then uh, we'll uh, read a few more verses in this chapter, maybe find something else to keep talking. Oh, I'm going to talk a little more about the beginning of Kali Yuga from the first canto a little bit. And then we'll also keep on with our... Uh, there, there's places in this, in the, in this uh, list of dynasties where once in a while our Acharyas say, yeah, this is who this was. They recognize him because it's... In the future of the time the Bhagavatam was, was spoken and written down, but now is in our past. But then they'll get in our future also. Okay? Very good. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai.